This talk is offered by Ordinary Mind Zendo. Ordinary Mind was founded by Barry Majid, Dharma heir of Charlotte Joko Beck, and is dedicated to her vision of a psychologically minded Zen practice adapted to the needs of American students practicing in the context of their everyday lives. Our public programs are made possible by donations from people like you. In the Blue Cliff record, there's a story of a monk who comes to Unman and asks, what is Adam by Adam Samadhi? Now that is a phrase that the monk obviously picked up from some old sutra. And it's apparently intended to mean a kind of concentration that is totally focused on moment-to-moment experience, right down to one atom at a time, right? I mean, if you imagine dharmas being these, you know, minuscule fragments or moments of experience, you know, just instantaneous, now this, now this, now this. You know, each one, something like a millisecond. So the monk is sort of intrigued by what he's read about this apparently superhuman capacity of total focused attention that would have like this laser sharp focused millisecond by millisecond, atom by atom, right? And so we can say this is a kind of early example of a particular kind of curative fantasy, a picture of such a meticulous and focused kind of concentration. If only my mind operated like that, right? There'd be no room for delusion to sneak in focus would be so precise that there would be no room for any kind of suffering. There would just be concentration. I thought of the monk's question in the context of some of the readings we're going to be discussing. First, about this notion of the present moment, what it means to be present. Again, which can represent a a certain form of idealized concentration 
what is that supposed to do for us? And really all the different ways that we'll talk about in which people think about what it means to be present. Is that attending just to what's actually happening in the so-called here and now? No thought of the past, no thought of the future. Is that the way we're supposed to be? We're going to counterbalance that kind of picture uh, in coming weeks with some readings uh, from Vessel Vanderkoek, who uh, writes about trauma. And for him, the present moment, particularly the present moment of bodily experience, only exists as the culmination of our whole past history. And to be present is really to learn to be present to everything that has happened to us and the imprint and impact that remains in us and defines who we are. In that kind of picture of being present to just try to attend to what's happening right now is a kind of dissociated evasion of our past experience. And it's the kind of thing that when we've been traumatized, we try to obliterate it by making the past disappear and being only in the present. So it's a very complicated notion and a very complicated therapeutic idea about what does it mean to be present and what's the particular value of it. You might be wondering what Uman replies to his student who asks about Adam by Adam Samadhi. He says, rice in the bowl, water in the bucket. He doesn't respond by describing something extraordinary the way the monk wants, but says something very ordinary. Just points to two very mundane facts. The rice is in the bowl, water is in the, the water bucket. Doesn't take any particular active concentration to put each one in the right place. It's almost automatic that we get that straight, not anything we're going to mix up or mess up. And it has a kind of feeling of um, every snowflake is unique but falls in exactly the right spot. Everything is just where it should be. Everything lands where it belongs. Not the result of some kind of meticulous or specially learned concentration 
It's the most ordinary thing in the world. In a commentary on this case, a uh, teacher, Matthew Sullivan, uh, says, Uman is even pointing to procrastination practice. Where procrastination, uh, in a kind of joko-like sense, may be just what our mind is happening to be doing in that moment. They're one of the snowflakes perfectly falling in its given spot is is just that moment even of resistance. He says, practice, don't think that this uh, koan is about what the monk wants, which is how do I get myself to practice more intensely, more concentrated, become the perfectly focused Zen student. He says, think instead about how you feel when you don't want to go sit down and practice one day. Instead of just trying to override that and making yourself sit, stop for a second and feel what procrastination or avoidance feels like. The resistance, the not wanting. That too is a perfect moment. That was kind of Joko's teaching over and over again. Feel the absolute in all the unlikeliest of places. In our anger and anxiety and resistance and avoidance. It's not as if our practice is to make all of those go away and have our mind smoothed out into a um, kind of uniform field of clarity and concentration. The bigger picture of practice is how we relate to all those other aspects of our mind. Now clearly, there is such a thing as discipline. There is such a thing as concentration. We do want to develop those things. They're, they're good habits. It's not, the, not to say that procrastin procrastinating is of equal value of getting the, as getting the job done. Yet it is saying that there is no single dimension that if only we could maximize that and get rid of all the others, that would uh, solve our problems. And the koan points to that tendency we have in trying to make things uniform, trying to create a picture of if only, if only I could simplify this picture down to one dimension and get rid of all these other conflicting or divergent elements, 
Well, that's what real practice would be like. That's what enlightenment must be. As I was getting ready this morning to give this talk, I had a free hour between breakfast and when this was going to begin. And I started trying to uh, finish up um, filling out some insurance forms that I needed to do. Uh, I really do not have a uh, much talent at procrastination. Um, rather than put things off, I think I'm much more the type who compulsively does them right away. Uh, I, I hate leaving things unfinished. Uh, it's more efficient, probably just as compulsive. Anyway, uh, I had all these forms to fill out. I'm sort of old-fashioned. I sort of still prefer to have paper forms that I fill out by hand rather than doing things online. And um, it's fairly straightforward, if uh, somewhat tedious, uh, filling out all these details and numbers. And uh, in this particular case, I was um, probably a little uh, rushed and uh, embarrassed about doing it because what I was doing was redoing something that had been done before, but I had made some mistake and uh, hadn't gotten paid as a result. And what was worse is I hadn't even noticed I hadn't gotten paid. Uh, what happens these days is that uh, money can get deposited directly into my bank account, and weeks later something comes in the mail as an explanation of benefits saying why it's this amount or is there something that they left out or denied. That's the part that I have trouble keeping track of, and mostly I just assume it's all going more or less smoothly enough. I don't have to read every explanation of benefits that comes over. But in, but in this case, somebody one of these was sent uh, to my patient instead of me, and she pointed out, you know, you haven't gotten paid in months. <laughs> And I was sort of embarrassed, you know, to not have noticed that I had made some mistake. And turns out the mistake is they had switched the mailing address for for people who are still sending it in by hand instead of electronically. I was supposed to mail it to someplace else. So I got it all wrong. So anyway, I was thinking about that, filling out these paper forms and starting to hurry a little bit. And, I made a mistake. And because it's on a piece of paper, it's not correctable. Uh, crumple it up, throw it away, start all over again, copy the damn thing out one more time. And I remembered, you know, as I found myself hurrying, my father used to say, you've got plenty of time as long as you don't hurry. 
he was a very disciplined and uh, uh, yeah, a very disciplined person who sort of um, really knew how to do things in a meticulous kind of way like that. It's completely maddening to a small child. Um, but I was remembering him him saying that and thinking that that was really good advice and how maybe I'll even put it into the Dharma talk. And as I thought that, I made another mistake <laughs> and had to crumple that piece of paper up and throw it away and start over again. Now, all this is to say that as much as I could wish that uh, all my years of uh, Zen practice made me totally focused and uh, concentrated and unhurried so that when I have a little task like that to do before I have to give a talk, I just do it one thing after another, get it done and move on. Well, sometimes I'm going to get distracted. Or sometimes, even though I know better, I might hurry a little bit. And sometimes I'll, my concentration will falter and I'll make a mistake. What are we supposed to say about that? All those years of sitting, just not what they're cracked up to be? If I, only I had... Uh, learn to uh, concentrate better on the cushion, I wouldn't be like that. Possible. I'm sure there are people who, through their practice, uh, learn to be much more efficient, if not obsessive-compulsive, in every little task that they do. But I like to think that the uh, more important fruit of practice is not that I develop uh, meticulous attention, but I've learned how to make a mistake. And I've learned to be able to have mistakes be part of the picture without that being a big problem. That making a mistake, not having perfect concentration, is simply another thing that minds do and that people do, and that it doesn't represent a failure to achieve the ideal I've been working after all these years. It represents just another aspect of being human, which is probably inevitable and inescapable. And yes, I want to learn to concentrate and make as few mistakes as possible. But mistakes will get made, minds will wander, and practice is not about achieving atom by atom samadhi in which that never happens. But seeing those mistakes, just as rice in the bowl and water in the bucket, just ordinary things that are part of uh, what it is to. Uh, be human moment after moment. 